The Cardinals have a miraculous comeback against the Nationals. One of the organization's top five prospects was called up to the squad, and Wayno and Yachty are set to make history today. All on today's episode of Locked On Cardinals. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. It is J.D. Haffern. I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, lifetime Cardinals fan, and I am your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. So subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube. And if you do, Make sure to like and subscribe and comment so you can interact with us and help the channel grow. That's what it's all about. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode is brought to you by Vroom. With Vroom, you can buy a car entirely online and have it delivered straight to you so you never have to go to a dealership again. So next time you need to buy a car, grab your phone, go to Vroom.com and check out thousands of great cars. Now, I sure hope you didn't give up last night and turn off the game like like many fans probably did. Luckily for you, I did not. I stuck with them. So I got to enjoy the entire roller coaster that was last night's game between the Cardinals and the Nationals. First, I'd like to give some props to this Washington Nationals team. Let's do that first. It has got to be a miserable experience. It has to be a miserable experience being on a team in September that has no shot whatsoever of playing for a division title or even a wild card spot. And yes, I know they are major league baseball players. They're in the big leagues. They get paid great money, but when you're on a losing team, it has to weigh on you a lot that day in day out, you are more than likely not going to win. In fact, you're probably going to lose today. That can't be fun. To that same point, this isn't the Nationals team that's been there all year. After the trade of Juan Soto and Josh Bell, the roster, it's been moved around some, but it's still a team with the worst overall record in Major League Baseball. And perhaps the Cardinals took it for granted that they would just lie down and let the Redbirds beat up on them because the Nationals, these guys have battled them in all three games of the series so far. They won game one, six to nothing. Game two went to the Birds, four to one, but it wasn't an easy game by any means. And then last night, they were three outs away from winning again. But last night was a lesson in why you play hard all 27 outs, no matter what, as the Cardinals go down to their last out before pulling off the miraculous walk-off win. Now, we're going to start with Jordan Montgomery here, who's been as good as almost anyone since coming over to the Cardinals on August 2nd in a trade that had the guys on the MLB Network discussing whether or not the Cardinals actually won the trade deadline over the Padres, the Mariners, and the Phillies with the deals that they made at the deadline. Now, the uh, guys at MLB Network did pick the Mariners and their acquisition of Luis Castillo from the Reds as the the best move so far uh, at the trade deadline. But still, when the move was made, none of us realized how good Montgomery would be. And he was on display again on Wednesday night, holding the national score list through the first four innings. Cardinals weren't having any luck either against Corey Abbott until 
the golden child. Paul Goldschmidt stepped up to the plate to lead off the bottom of the fourth, and he pops a 2-1 slider into Big Mac land to make it one to nothing. It was Goldie's 35th of the season, RBI number 108. As far as the NL Triple Crown watch goes, Goldie still leads an average at 329, which is tops in Major League Baseball. He's second in home runs by one behind the Phillies' Kyle Schwarber, who has 36. Aaron Judge, crazy stats right now. 55 home runs now for Judge and the Yankees. Uh, Goldschmidt, first in the National League in RBIs, two ahead of the Mets. Pete Alonso, second in Major League Baseball behind Judge, who is now at 118. How are people still pitching to Aaron Judge? Like, why? Why are they doing that? <laughs> That's the question, American League pitchers. What are you doing? And then uh, Goldie, who's been in a little bit of a slump for him, hitting just 267 in his last 13 games. So hopefully he gets hot again and can pull this thing off and then ride that momentum into the playoffs. Uh, Cardinals are up one to nothing, and Montgomery throws up another zero in the fifth inning. We move on to the seventh, where the Nats, they finally break the seal against Jordan after striking out Luke Voigt to begin the inning. Montgomery walks Nelson Cruz on four straight pitches. And it was weird. Like it just like he got wild all of a sudden, all four pitches, not even close to the strike zone. I don't know. I don't know what happened there, but Montgomery walks him. Then he comes back to strike out Luis Garcia, but with two wilds, Cesar Hernandez smacks a one, one sinker over the heart of the plate to right center. It ends up splitting the outfielders and takes a weird bounce. Okay. It, it bounces off the warning track. Then instead of like leaping over the wall, it hits the very, tippity top of the wall in right field it bounces up and then stays in play now Cruz 42 years old his 42 year old legs are chugging around the bases props to him for hustling the whole way he scores from first base on the two out RBI triple games tied 1-1 unfortunately this knocks Montgomery out of the game and Ali calls on Jojo Romero another underrated move at the trade deadline by the Cardinals and he gets Vargas to fly out to end the inning Montgomery's final line, six and two-thirds, one run, three hits. He walks one, gets six punch outs. ZRA drops to 1.45 since joining the team. Shame he couldn't get the win in this one because it was another great effort from the big left-hander. So we head to the eighth inning, and the Nats get a leadoff single and then a sack bunt. So we've got a runner on second with one out, and Ali replaces Romero with Giovanni Gallegos, who had been quite effective in recent games. But Things wouldn't go so smooth in this one. Gallego strikes out Lane Thomas, but then Joey Manessis. I think that's how we're saying his name. Joey Manessis. He hits a soft liner to Nolan Gorman's left at second base. All right. It wasn't the easiest of plays. All right. Let's be honest there. Okay. It wasn't like a simple ground ball to Gorman that he booted and screwed up, but soft liner to his left. It's one that most second basemen would have had. It goes off his glove, trickles out into right field. The runner scores, makes it two to one. Now, the play was scored as a hit, as it should be. I know the Gorman haters are out there saying, nah, rather than air. But no, it, it was a hit. But certainly a spot that if you had Tommy Edmund over there at second base, he's going to make that play no problem and uh, in the inning. But we play on. It scores the run. Uh, the next hitter is former Cardinal Luke Voigt. Now, we all know about the power that Luke Voigt has. And he's facing the guy that he was traded to the Yankees for it in Giovanni Gallegos. And Voigt wins this matchup. And he wins it big time. He demolishes a 3-1 hanging slider 429 feet over the Cardinals' bullpen. Exit Velo at 108.5. Just a titanic blast 
making it four to one Nats. And we're like, oh, gosh. Then you got Nelson Cruz back up. He's singles. And then that's it for Gallegos. They bring in Zach Thompson, who comes in, and, and he promptly throws a wild pitch. So Cruz moves over to second base. Then you get another single by Garcia. That makes it 5-1, to one, and things have really unraveled quickly. They're, they're going south fast. Thompson walks the next guy, but mercifully gets Vargas to fly out. But damage is done, 5-1. Cards go quiet in the eighth inning. Jake Woodford puts up a zero in the top of the ninth, and then it's down to the final three outs for the Cardinals. Most of the time, that's going to do it, right? That's going to be the end of the game. Uh, Kyle Finnegan comes in for the Nats, and Brennan Donovan leads off and hits a liner towards the third baseman. Looks like it's going to be you know, a tough play, but, but a play that should be made. But it hits the lip where the grass meets the dirt and takes a wicked hop. It deflects off of Hernandez's face and goes into the outfield for a single. Hernandez would be fine, so you can giggle about it a little bit. But that lucky bounce is what got things going for the Cardinals. So Goldie comes up next. He works a seven-pitch walk. Arenado then pokes the ball down the right field line that lands fair and bounces into the seats for a ground rule double. Donovan scores 5-2. to two. All right, we got a little something going here. Uh, Dickerson up next. He taps one to second base for the first out, but Goldie's able to score from third. That makes it 5-3. to three. Now we're really starting to get interesting because you, you've got some guys coming up that, hey, we could tie this thing up. Uh, Tyler O'Neill then has an impressive at-bat after falling in the hole 0-2. He works it back and draws a seven-pitch walk. Fantastic at-bat by Tyler. So now you got first and third. There's one out. Gorman's coming to the dish, all right? And Gorman hoping to make up for that miscue in the field, if you're going to call it a miscue. I mean, it, again, it's one that most second basemen would have had. But it would be quite a moment for the rookie to make up for uh, this particular play. He could come through, have the haters be quiet for uh, for just a little bit. But instead, the haters, they get another moment of laughter as he whiffs on the heat for the third time on the night. Not a great game for Gorman, especially after I had just given him all the props in our last episode of how much better he's been. He comes out and just puts up a stinker tonight, three strikeouts, and then that played second base. So not great. And he also had another uh, play earlier in the game where a, a single got past him. It was kind of like, the, the communication between him and Edmund. Edmund is shortstop. Gorman could have had it. He kind of pulls up like that because he wasn't sure if Edmund was going to – it just wasn't good. Bad day for Gorman. So now you got two on, two out. Yachty's up next. But remember, remember, this is September Yachty. And September Yachty is much better at hitting than all the other Yachty's this year. So he catches a sinker up in the zone and singles to left. Five to four Cardinals. Now we're starting to go, wait, this could happen. Nationals manager Dave Martinez decides not to uh, change pitchers. He's going to stick with Finnegan, but Ali, being smart, pinch runs for Yachty. He brings in the speedy Ben Deluzio. So here's what you got the setup. It's O'Neal on second, super fast. Deluzio on first, super fast. Great speed on the bases. Tommy Edmond coming up, 0 for 3 on the night. Game in the balance. So what does Tommy do? Swings at the first pitch. Normally, I would not like this. I actually, when I saw him do it, I was like, no, but he drives it to deep left field. The left fielder races back on a full sprint. He lunges for it. It goes off his glove. The left fielder falls down. He scrambles to get to the ball. And uh, while he's doing that, Deluzio, he's just flying around the bases because on contact, two outs, you're automatically running. 
So there's nothing holding him back. So he's coming around and scores all the way from first base. There's not even a play at the plate. That's how fast Deluzio was. Cardinals walk it off six to five on a two out, two run double by Tommy Edmond. An incredible comeback. Crazy stuff. And they're the first team. This is how crazy this game was and how this ending was. They are the first team this season to win a game in which they trail by four or more runs entering the bottom of the ninth inning. Major League Baseball, all teams combined this season were 0 and 8-17 in such games until last night. And the Cardinals pulled off the win. After the game, Edmund talked about the final hit because when you saw him running the bases, he looked a little bit lost. Like he didn't know what was going on. So he explained that he said it was somewhat more confusing than expected. He lost the angle on the ball over the left fielder and thought it was actually caught until he heard the crowd. And then he momentarily forgot that there was a runner on first. So he thought he needed to advance. So he's like running, you know, full speed, trying to get to second base, not realizing what just happened that two runs had scored instead of it being the final out in left field. So wild stuff. Big win for the team in the sense that they they had to claw their way back in the ninth down to their final three outs and down by four and to not give up and chalk it up as a loss, which a lot of teams probably would have done. That's huge. And it's another one of those special moments for a team that has been extra special since the All-Star break. The Cardinals go to 81-56 and 56 on the year, and with another Brewers loss, their magic number is now down to 17 to clinch the NL Central. Now, the Cardinals did make a move on Wednesday, sending Dylan Carlson to the IL, and they called up the number five prospect in their system to take his place. We will introduce you to Alec Burleson next on Locked on Cardinals. But first, let's talk about summer. It's winding down. We're on September 8th now. The nights are getting longer, but the breeze isn't the only thing that's getting stiff. That's right. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, we all know that confidence can take you far in life. That's especially true in the bedroom, especially when it's time to, to step up to the plate, so to speak. And that's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost, which is great. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. You sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. They say there's nothing sexier than confidence. Blue Chew. Blue Chew can help give you the confidence where it counts. So if you can benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners today. You can try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code locked on at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's it. That's bluechew.com, promo code locked on to receive your first month for free. Visit bluechew.com. That's bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we want to thank Blue Chew for sponsoring today's podcast. 
All righty. The Cardinals had to make some moves on Wednesday. Uh, Dylan Carlson placed on the injured list before the game because of a sprained thumb, which according to Cardinals reporter Rob Braves had been bothering him for several weeks. I had thought maybe he heard it going for that uh, fly ball on Tuesday, deep in center field. It went off his glove. I think it was Tuesday, wasn't it? I think it was Tuesday. Anyway, so he goes up. Maybe it was Monday. Either way. So when he hurt his thumb, it, it was not exactly on that play. Uh, had been bothering for several weeks, contributing to his offensive struggles. Uh, he's sitting just 205 since the All-Star break, 154 in his last 16 appearances. To replace Carlson, the Cardinals brought up Alec Burleson from Memphis, where he was hitting 331, 20 home runs, 87 RBIs. To open a spot on the 40-man roster, outfielder Connor Capel was designated for assignment. Also, FYI, uh, reliever Junior Fernandez, who got DFA'd on Monday when Flaherty was activated, was claimed off waivers by the Pirates and option to triple A. So didn't take long for somebody to snag uh, Junior Fernandez, which we thought would happen. Uh, fans have been asking about Burleson for quite some time. And with those numbers, you can see why. Fifth-ranked prospect in the Cardinals system. He's number 92 on MLB's pipeline. So here's what MLB.com Sam Dykstra has to say about him. A 70th overall pick uh, out of East Carolina back in 2020. The left-handed hitting Burleson was a mid-season addition to the pipeline top 100 ranks because he's plainly hit everywhere he's played, including AAA Memphis, and likely would have been in the majors much earlier if not for a crowded St. Louis outfield. At the time of this call-up Wednesday, the 23-year-old led all AAA qualifiers with a 331 average through 109 games for Memphis. None of his fellow International League qualifiers have hit above 318 this season. Across all four full-season minor leaguers, he's only one of uh, four players to hit at least 330 while striking out less than 15% of the time. Strikeout rate 14.3 over uh, at least 400 plate appearances. He's played exactly to type of late two. I don't know what that means. Maybe that's a typo on his point. But anyway, he's played very well, going 11 for 22 with more doubles than punch outs over his last five games before his promotion on Wednesday. So um, he goes into his batting stance here. Bats from a fairly open stance. Burleson transitions from a slight leg raise to more of a toe tap with two strikes, thus helping him stay behind the ball while being on time. Burleson's improved approach has also kept him from being pull heavy in 2022. His pull rate has dropped nearly 10 points in one season with more batted balls going up the middle. He has typically prioritized contact through his first two minor league campaigns, but he hasn't done so at the expense of his power. He slugged 532 over his 109 games with the Redbirds, placing him second in the International League in that category. The power, however, does not play quite the same way against righties and lefties. 18 of his 20 home runs and 36 of his 46 total extra base hits this season have come off of right-handers, though he's still batting 325 over 138 plate appearances against Southpaws. Defensively, his well-below-average speed limits him to corner outfield spots, and he's made 71 of his 76 defensive starts in left field, which is his likeliest future Major League home. He did pitch in college, so he has enough arm for right field should he be pushed there on occasion. So there you go. A quick little synopsis of what Alec Burleson is, courtesy of MLB.com Sam Dykstra. Um, I'm sure Ollie will want to 
get him in there sooner rather than later, just like he did with Deluzio. Like he didn't leave Deluzio on the bench long. He got him right into the lineup, uh, pinch ran first, and then he was starting in center field in that uh, double, I think it was a double header that he started game two. Um, Newt's been struggling a little bit recently, so maybe give him a couple days off. It wouldn't be the end of the world. Uh, O'Neal could also use some rest here and there, so you could see an outfield at some point with uh, Dickerson, Deluzio, and Burleson. Uh, so don't freak out, Cardinals fans. If that does happen, it's, it's okay. The Cardinals have their eyes on the playoffs, and Ollie will want these guys as fresh as possible. So I, I don't see a problem in letting that be your outfield for one game against the Pirates or the Cincinnati Reds, who aren't great teams in the first place. So um, let's not overreact if that does happen. All right, let's move on to uh, today's game. The Cardinals and Nationals will wrap up their four-game series this afternoon at Bush, and it's going to be a special day. It's Adam Wainwright getting the start with his old pal Yadier Molina behind the plate, and this will be their 324th start together as a battery, which will tie them for the all-time Major League record with the Tigers' Mickey Lolich and Bill Freehand. What an accomplishment for two of the greatest Cardinals in team history. We know it's the final season for Yadi. Wayno hasn't tipped his hand just yet on his future. Um, he's certainly been a better pitcher with Yachty catching him. Uh, the stats this year, 8-5 and five with a 2.91 ERA with Molina behind the plate while going 2-4 and four with a 3.93 ERA when Molina had to take some time off due to that sore knee. Over his career, Wayno, 3.22 ERA throwing to Yachty, 4.08 ERA without him. Makes sense. I mean, Yachty's one of the best catchers of all time. So maybe that weighs on Adam's decision for next year. I don't know. Only time will tell. But for today, for today, Cardinal fans, let's enjoy watching two of the best who have ever done it in a Cardinals uniform take the field together on a historic day at Bush Stadium. First pitch is scheduled for at 12.15 St. Louis time. Thank you again for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022. It's an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked on Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked on Bets, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. All you got to do is search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL football starts tonight. I am pumped. I got Cooper Cup from the Rams on two of my fantasy leagues. I think I'm in four, maybe five leagues, but I got Cup with the number six overall pick twice. So I'm really hoping that he can come close to what he did last year with the Rams. Uh, so I'm excited about that. I got my homes in a couple leagues, but you know, tonight you've got uh, the Rams at home against the Buffalo Bills. So, you know, you got Josh Allen for the Bills, who's a freaking superstar and everybody likes him um rams obviously you got stafford you've got cooper cup uh they got Allen robinson at wide receiver now should be a fun one to watch tonight so uh make sure you, you search for that ultimate pro football preview 2022 before the game kicks off later on this evening as always be sure to like and subscribe to us on youtube follow on twitter at lo underscore cardinals and at jd sports radio you guys are the best fans of baseball for a reason and i'll see you next time right here on Locked on Cardinals.